Hello. Hello, Fightful Faithful, and welcome to the final episode of NXT. <laughs> the final episode of the post-NXT black and gold brand uh, uh, podcast thing. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Palowski, and with me now, as always, is uh, is Kate Hensler. Uh, Kate, say hi to the people. Hello, the people. Hope you're doing well today. If, this is WWE, so I really should say you people. <laughs> but man, I had so much fun with you on Sunday into the hours of Monday. We did Monday. have a lot of fun, yeah. And then now here we're doing this. So that's me. <laughs> we sure I am are. not in a flashy outfit. I'm in a very bland gray. Mm -hmm. To mm -hmm. be more representative of tonight's definitely taped episode, mm -hmm. uh, and that is that's kind of my thoughts on the overall thing was like it happened. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Tonight, an episode happened. Tonight, and this is the way NXT ends, not with a bang, but with a whimper. Like we'll we'll see you know like i mean i i don't want to i don't want to cast dispersion on the in-ring work because the in-ring work is usually really really good yeah. and it was not there was not an exception tonight it just felt definitely like every time they run that damn um rainbow commercial and they're like 914 i was like oh damn that's next week isn't it okay all right here we go um so yeah no we let, we're, we're we're going to have to just Maybe maybe we're being too harsh. Maybe we don't know yet how we? how next week is going to go. I mean, listen, I get a lot of flack from a lot of people about being overly pessimistic or never letting things play out. You know, I should let things play out. Let Kate, them play out, Alex. Let it play out, Kate. I need, we, I need to let it play out. Yeah, no, we always get rewarded for that. Yeah. Retribution. Yep. All, all the things her business out. yeah um one of the things that happens on um on over on uh, the raw, post raw show with uh, with SRS and uh Denise Salcedo is they send in super chats by the way you should send in a super chat cuz that helps us out a lot and we get and then we'll read it on on air but a lot of the stuff they get at the beginning of the episode is about anything other than raw and so our first uh, as is tradition now uh uh, our, our first super chat comes in from Anthony Pride, who says, I don't mean to go off topic. Hey, man, do, do you. Um, but the three strikes match on, on Dark should have been on Dynamite. Now, that's a that's a match between Big Swole and Diamante. A three strikes match, which if you don't know, is one is pinfall, two is submission, three is knockout. Um, and that match was on Dark. I have not seen it yet because I had to do this. Um, but I can't wait to watch it. I'll watch it right after I, uh, I do my second podcast of the night. But my thing with the women's division is now you have all this time on Mondays and Tuesdays on YouTube to run the whole feud. But then when it's time for the blow off, especially when it's a, an amazing uh, stipulation match, like a like a three strikes match, yeah. run that shit on dynamite you got yep. enough time you got to do it this has got to be the last time they do this by all account by all accounts the match tonight between Swole and diamante was amazing and it should have been on cable tv 
Yeah, I, I'll just go ahead and agree with you there, especially if you are going to build out feuds in general on Dark and Elevation. I feel like putting, like you said, the blow off or if they're going to make it special with stipulations, at least on Rampage, hopefully on Dynamite. But uh, Diamante has been absolutely crushing it on Dark. Like she's been fantastic. She's really, really come a long way. And man, she lays her shit in, which is like my favorite when you see... <laughs> women who lay it in um but thank you for the super chat and yeah send in those super chats it's the best way that you can help us leave a thumbs up on this video so people know where to find us on youtube and holy cow go over to fightful selected read some details about uh kevin owens and when his contract is inspiring because it's not 2023 people I can let you know that um yeah. But yeah, Fightful Select has so much more on the Adam Cole developments that happened and and a bunch of other great stuff. A lot of juicy details behind that yes. paywall, so get on it. But yeah, we're uh, here to talk NXT, though. Ryan Sullivan doesn't want to talk about that. He wants to ask how those DMs are, Catherine. Kate? Okay, first of all, Ryan, my wonderful co-host at the Mark Order Pod on Wednesday nights, by the way. Thanks for the money, jerk. My DMs are not great. And my name is not Catherine. My full name is Kate. I'm not Katie. I'm not Catherine. I'm not Kathleen. My full shoot name is Kate because my parents were like, they're going to call her Kate anyway. So don't perpetuate this nonsense. <laughs> Thanks for the money. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to read these because we don't have Luis as far as I know. So I'm just going to read these super chats as they come in because I don't have a way to organize them right now. So I'm just going to say uh, Holland's heads, but headbutts look awful. Says Hamancito Gomez. They don't look great. He does one. He does a lot of this one where he puts his own uh, hand on the guy's forehead and then headbutts his own hand very obviously, but he actually puts both hands there. Just, just headbutts, just headbutts it right there. Ow. My, that hurts my head. I don't know about I don't know about yours, but I tried uh, to give you a high five. <laughs> man, it's not worth it. Not tonight. Um, JJ Lee says uh, Gargano's been killing it since the kitchen promos. He really, really has. We're going to talk about that highlight of me for the entire night uh, was was the Gargano uh, segment. We'll talk in detail about that probably. Uh, Zach Barber says next week should be a beautiful homegoing service. Uh, I mean, like, uh, like maybe. Maybe tonight is the funeral specifically, but like his next week is like they're in a new place. Are they in a better place? We'll see. I don't know. Oh, gosh. I mean, there's uh, also a wedding, so it's just, it's difficult. Yeah. How do you, you dress for both? You, you Well, the, they double booked the church and they, you never want to double book the church. <laughs> I'll give uh, them this. It's efficient as hell. Yeah. Joey Bag of Donuts says his favorite part was uh, when Walter said, it's not the Tuma. <laughs> it's true. Uh he didn't, he didn't say that. Um, <laughs> the intangible one, Cliff Beard, says, um, Electra Lopez in a red coat and hat made me think she's now Carmen Sandiego. That's a fantastic reference. Uh, me over Where? here as, as, Cap as Captain America, I understood that reference. Uh, but yeah, no, where in the world is she? I have no idea. Where in the world is NXT talent going? I think that's very apropos. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Oh, boy. Um, and then we got uh, Joseph uh, Kirai uh, saying, uh, first time catching a live stream in a while. Sad to see this NST RN, but happy to be here with Team Kalex. Team, Team Kalex is super over. We're so over that a dude made a logo for us in the style of the new NXT logo, and it's bomb ass. 
It's amazing. It's the absolute best. I'm going to change it back to my pin tweet because it made me so excited. His name was Eric. He rules. Thank you so much for doing that. That was the coolest thing it's ever. Awesome. It's so great. Uh, I, I loved it. It was perfect. Uh, I, I, I want it to be our official logo. <laughs> I know. Me too. Um, so somehow, uh, Mr. Cake is saying the NXT and with the crowd cheering MSK. Who'd have thunk that a few few months ago? That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, uh, then our guru referencing my earlier comments. Um, let it play out. I'm still waiting for Charlotte being beating Rhea at Mania 36 to play out, which I truly believe was the crux point of the death of NXT. Yeah, well, it didn't, well, it didn't help. Well, it didn't, now they don't even help. acknowledge that it happened because Charlotte's NXT championship no, reigns don't count no. toward her total. Yeah. So you can't let that one play out because it never existed. That's true. Colin Bartell says, Alex, you aren't too harsh. It's WWE. True. Team Kalex for life. Wait, wait, wait. For life. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's us. We're going to start spray painting people uh, yeah, unconscious. Uh, it's uh, Kate, not Cat, says the intelligible one, Keith, uh, Cliff Beard. Thank you. That there is you correct. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh man, we 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 are. This is fantastic. We're getting all these random super chats. I love it. Send them in, so we'll it's talk about that stuff instead of being depressed about about NXT. Um, uh, Christian Knight said, "Can't believe <laughs> AEW happened because of Stardust." LOL. I mean, really, when you trace it back, it basically did. Yeah. I mean, all, there's that was the first domino to fall, and now we're toppling skyscrapers, people. That every domino since then has been bigger and bigger, and now we're toppling star scrapers. As far as I was concerned, I assumed this whole week here last night, the rest of Fightful content for the week, I, I think it's going to be, there's going to be an AEW hangover because of what happened between Daniel Bryan, who was a main roster company guy, and Adam Cole, who was an NXT company guy, them showing up on AEW, I feel like it's inevitable that that's just going to be this gray storm cloud hanging over uh, the the programming for the week, especially when we knew NXT wasn't going to be moving the needle because it was taped, right? And Raw and SmackDown are only rematches ever. So it, it makes sense that this incredibly dominating pay-per-view from another company that featured talent from the main roster, who main evented WrestleMania this year and the kind of the golden child of, of NXT in recent years, you know, showing up over there. I'm, I was not surprised that those were the super chats that we were getting off the bat at all. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Uh, Shady Huda says that the TikTok tag team getting whooped post-match made me smile. <laughs> me too. Uh, and then uh, Joseph Kirai asks uh, how I feel about the Creed brothers now. You mean those two giant walking loaves of, of wheat of, of white bread? Listen, Kojima would be so excited. <laughs> I I I obviously I I know they're like shoot wrestlers. They're like actual wrestlers. They've got a lot of amateur background. They put them in there with the two jobbiest jobbers that ever jobbed. Like yeah. my God, those guys were jobby. But I will say. I'm I'm definitely uh, because you know it's they're they're a tag team they're brothers they're, they're real life brothers, but um you know it's gonna it's gonna come a day because it's it's WWE where they're gonna break them up, 
and, yeah. and, and it's, it's inevitable. You never know. It could be a couple months from now. It could be years from now. But I think this is my call. This is what I'm saying. I expect that when they finally break them up, it's going to be Brutus who stabs Julius in the back. Ooh, I see what you did there. Get it? Because their names it. are Brutus and Julius. And, and, I, it's like, it's almost like it's, almost it's being like, set up to yeah. be. <laughs> or they're going to swerve us and Julius will stab Brutus in the back. What? And he'll go, at two Juliet. And then that'll be good. I don't know. You know what? It's actually going to happen though. Mm -hmm. None mm -hmm. of that will happen because that makes sense. Some guy <laughs> named like Fred will come in between them. <laughs> it's just going to be like, sure. and here's Jason yeah. coming in yeah. to bust no, up Brutus. Fred was better. Fred is a much better thing. Brutus and Julius and their, and their long lost brother, Fred. Uh, Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Uh, Dex smiling because he got John's approval was so great. It really was. That whole segment was that amazing. Was um yeah, we got we got a bunch of these. Now oh, I'm fantastic. Um, we got uh Matt Rykeel saying hi, Team Kalex. Hi, Matt. Hi, hi, Matt. Looks like AEW about to have an insane amount of great people slash wrestlers. Uh, yeah. I mean, what did you see the Mick Foley comments today? We're gonna we're not we're, we're we'll talk about NXT at some. We'll get to NXT. But, um, did you see the Mick Foley the Mick Foley comments today? I sure did because Fightful Zone's Denise Salcedo was actually yeah. in the trend, which made me so happy to see. Uh, yeah. But he basically, for those of you who didn't see it, said that uh, AEW is now the place you want to go if you're an aspiring talent. And he said some of that is because AEW is knocking it out of the park. And he said a lot of that is because WWE is failing their talent essentially and he said they did a lot of great things for me but that was a different time and place and for those of you who do follow Mick Foley you know that's like the harshest thing that that guy's ever said he is the sweetest marshmallow of a man like for him to come out and and put those words behind stuff when Nikki Bella said the same thing about Bianca getting squashed uh like it, it felt very similar of these people who like really are very nice and kind and have wonderful things to say about WWE. And when they spoke up, I was like, whoa. And Mick Foley is, is right next to Nikki in that regard to me. Like, was very, very surprised and pleasantly that he's trying to keep wrestling in check. <laughs> well, a lot of it was the, the place it was coming from was not, man, which is not, was not the place that I come from, which is WWE sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> Everyone should leave there and go somewhere else, even if it's not AEW. What his he was coming from was a place of love, and 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 worry. Like I I worry for the future of WWE if they don't get so, something together, because no young talent is going to want to come here when they see what happens. Like if you watch people, like the 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 people that you love on the indies who come to to, to NXT and are, are great in NXT and get up on the main roster and are barely even used, and if they're used. They have to wear SM gear, like yeah, you know, like it, he's he, he specifically mentioned Gary and Cross, who's winning, but it's not he's winning while looking like an absolute jackass. So it, it like it it matters. Perception matters, and he's trying to to get them to to wake up and do something. And of course, I, I just feel like he's not going to be invited to the to the cookout uh, at in Stanford this year. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Vince is like no goodbye. Bye, you're done. Yeah, because he's not going to listen. Yeah. Ryan Sullivan says, have more of my money, Catherine. 
I worry about the long-term future for MSK. Well, listen, yeah, uh, uh, boy. Let me tell you something. Ryan doesn't give a shit about MSK. He just wanted this part. That was all. That yeah. was all he cared about. No, MSK is a a fantastic tag team. I weirdly am actually not that worried because I think they'll go to the main roster, and I actually think they are a team that can do well on the main roster. If you watched Impact and watched them as the Rascals. I actually think like them versus like, I mean, I don't have confidence in anybody's booking on the main roster, but I feel like them versus like a street profits would be a phenomenal feud. I think they could do really good work up there. I'm a little more worried if they stay in NXT and things stay this stagnant, but they're one of the few that I'm a little less worried for because they're the kind of tag team that I think Vince likes as far as like exciting can kind of plug into anything um, so I'm I'm concerned because I'm just concerned in general, but long term I think MSK actually has a bit of a better shot. I think MSK on the main roster is Lucha House Party without masks. Oh no. <laughs> okay, now that, I'm worried. That's that's what that's what Vince is gonna book. Hey, you guys love to have fun. And then they'll get power bombed by two big die big guys. That's the way it's gonna work. Um <laughs> Nerguru says, I don't know when uh, O'Reilly's contract is up, but how Neither awesome do they. would it have... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know when anybody's contract is up. Uh, last week. I uh, I don't know when Al O'Reilly's contract is up, but how awesome would it be if Brian's answer to the elite is teaming with O'Reilly and Fish? <laughs> Writes itself. Oh, yeah, it does. And the thing is, you know they'd find a way to do all of the awesome backstory and play into all that history between yep. Cole and O'Reilly and Fish. Uh, they play into all what they never have to say the words NXT. They never have no. to say that or any anything. They never verge anywhere near intellectual property, but everybody knows. Everybody knows, and that's all you need. Yep. And if you didn't, by the way, watch uh, BCE this week, the beginning and the end of it are are definitely worth watching. You get Adam Cole's reaction of being in AEW. So if he's that excited to be there and other people are being mishandled, I'm sure they would be happy to join them over there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Taryn Riddick, uh, says that, uh, next week's Frank Raquel versus Frankie match feels like it's rushed, feels like it is rushed and feels like a new champ and a possible call up for Raquel to me. Honestly, I have no idea. Like all bets are off with this whole new thing. We're talking, we'll be, uh, there have been rumors that more releases are incoming. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I there's the, the people who've been there for a while and feel like, they don't fit into whatever idea that the new NXT is might be like sent to the main roster sink or swim. Let's see if you can get yourself over. By the way, it doesn't matter if you can actually get yourself over because if you got yourself over and we didn't want to, we're going to bury you anyway, or they could be released. Uh, and I don't want that for anybody uh, who doesn't want to be released, but if they do want to be released via con Dios and we'll see you in the other place. I would really like to see a third viable option step up. I've been saying that I hope it's Ring of Honor because I feel like they have the most distinct personality. Impact relies so much on outside talent that they don't actually sign and invest in. Like they'll give championships to people who aren't actually signed. NWA just makes weird booking decisions and keeps start and stopping. Uh, and MLW, it just feels way off track other than one feud right now. So to me, I would love to see people go back to Ring of Honor, especially the caliber of talent that you have at NXT, because AW can't take 200 people getting no. released. Like, these people have to go somewhere else. So, I mean, my dream is that Sinclair steps up and we get a viable third alternative, but 
Um, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if we got more NXT releases. I wouldn't be surprised if we got more main roster releases, but the Raquel and Frankie feud is definitely hot chatted, which is interesting because they had three weeks of taped episodes. There is no excuse to hot shot something in one week when you literally had to plan out three weeks. It, it makes no sense. Yeah. It's more of the same handwriting on the wall kind of nonsense that we've been getting. Yes. Zach Barber says that he's just marveling at all at the fact that Bruce Pritchard is influencing or controlling all of WWE creative. Well, I mean, th those are definitely the reports. Uh, yeah. Um, they seem accurate. It does feel like his dirty little fingerprints are all over this crap. Sure does. <laughs> uh, I, I, I appreciate that J.J. Lee is calling the Creed Brothers white aop and they they, oh, no. they they are the whitest aop like look look at them in there they they, they reflect sunlight they're so white like it's it's it, yeah man sheamus is like hey guys tone it down it's a little too white and <laughs> i mean uh but yeah they, they they certainly um are very impressive again when fighting against the two jobbiest Job. jobbers who ever jobbed a job like i yeah. also didn't love the we throw our opponents into each other move that was weird i mean yeah, i didn't it's... like it yeah i get yeah. it i don't yeah. like it right um agreed uh okay well hold on okay we go we still got more i mean so i'm just gonna read all these and then we'll, eventually we'll run down what happened uh brutus and julius uh vince is gonna call him up and put him in, in togas in six <laughs> oh, months oh no it's true. Yep. It's true. Oh god. Yeah. And that'll that'll be that'll be the chant that they pipe in to get everybody else to say it. That's because, why they look like frat dudes. They're gonna have a toga party. Because Vince thinks Animal House is a hot new comedy. <laughs> oh god, that's so yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Volob says that uh, they're like the Steiner brothers. I mean, it remains to be seen if any of them have an ounce of charisma. Correct. Like, like they're 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 big and obviously they're strong and they can they can do shoot throws of people. Wonderful. I would love to see one of them on the mic say a single word before I start saying that one of them is Scott Steiner. I'm I'm just saying because I want to see one of them cut a promo about the new math. Um, I was just gonna say I don't even know if they can do math. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, uh, giant. Uh, walking loaves of Wonder Bread. Sometimes they develop a little slower than other kinds of bread. Um, uh, uh, Lorenzo Torres says that the, the Bachelor segment was gold. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it too. My God, there was just so much there that was wonderful. And like you watch and go like, this just feels like they sent all those guys out there with a camera and, and they came up with the stuff. Like none of that felt like it was like, scripted on some guy's laptop and handed to them. So they, they felt like, oh, uh, so we're doing a laser tag. What should we do? Hey, how about how about if Dexter chloroforms a guy? Perfect, let's do that. Like it felt like it was like just guys having a lot of fun. Do you remember way back when Dean Ambrose was in NXT and they did a chloroform spot? Mm -hmm. And he goes, why did you have chloroform? <laughs> Dean Ambrose goes, why wouldn't I have chloroform? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why that line has stuck out like mm -hmm. eight years later, but
but just Dean Ambrose going, why wouldn't I have chloroform? Mm-hmm. Like, of course I'd have chloroform. Yeah. That's all I could think about during this segment. But yeah, that was my favorite part of the night was, was the batch party. Yeah. Um, James Baurus says that he rarely, rarely listens to Cornette, uh, but he made an, an at least an interesting point. How long before WWE runs off even big WWE people like Charlotte? Well, Charlotte certainly has a poll of other people elsewhere that helps her being uh, run off, uh, run off, as they say. But I would be very surprised if by the time they get around to doing the four horsewomen uh, fatal four way at Mania that they should have done years ago. By the time they get around to actually wanting to do it, one or more of them will be gone. Yeah. Just just. Just because though there will they will there will be other offers, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you what I'll I'll bet that that Bailey and Sasha just for two of them are sitting there watching AEW and wondering, hey, I wonder if they're ever gonna let us have another match like Brooklyn here, but I'll bet you they'd let us have another one like Brooklyn there on our first night. You know what I yep. mean? So. I don't know. It's, and it's tough. You're dialed into like how Bailey and Sasha, especially, I feel like work like Sasha grinning, like an idiot when she dropped to Bianca was so telling to me, Bailey, all she wants to do is put other people over. They also seem like women that really give a crap about helping the division that's around them, which by the way is why FTR left WWE, not because of their own booking, mm-hmm. but because of how the tag team division was in general. Um, you are going to drive off your top stars at some point. That just happened with Adam Cole. I know he's the top star on like the third brand. He was the top star mm-hmm. on that third brand. So if you keep doing this, if you keep prioritizing the stakeholders over putting on a good product, people are going to have made enough money. AJ Styles has made enough money to go and do something that's creatively fulfilling. Kevin Owens wouldn't be surprised if he's made enough money to go and have fun and work a couple times a week and go to the zoo with his family all the time, like he wants to, like it's going to happen at some point if they don't seriously drastically change the way they operate. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Leonza Duncan says, why are people just now noticing the constant repatches? Foley and Rock fought 20 times from October 98 to March 99. Same with uh, Edge and Christian, the Hardys in 2000. I think it's because the quality of the programming surrounding the rematches is so brutal to watch. And back then, at least everything else was fun. And you got the idea like, okay, so I've, I've seen Edge and Christian versus the Hardys. Um, I'll just use that as an example because that was my shit back in the day. I loved those, those two tag teams oh. and loved whenever they fought. Because, um, yes, I've seen them fought a whole bunch of times, but it felt like the feud had to continue. Because the writing of the feud in between the matches was so strong. This is just like, hey, remember that match you saw two weeks ago? Here it is again. With nothing in between to justify it. Like, that's the problem that we have now, I think, personally. Also, in the Attitude Era, which I was not watching and is actually kind of hard to go back and watch now. Because whilst it was the most popular, it was not the most timeless wrestling that has ever been done. Um, But I will say, in the Attitude Era, too... Everybody was feuding with everyone all the time. So it was like, even though you were in a feud with one person and you might have been running that back, you also had all these other interesting things going on at the same time. And on top of that, 
you might have had that feud get run back 20 times, but not every feud on the card was getting run back 20 times. So yes, there were constant rematches, but not everybody was having constant rematches and it wasn't always lazy. Like I was not that excited for Bucks versus Lucha Bros again in AEW. Uh, but the cage made it really interesting. And then, holy shit, the booking ended up being really interesting too. And it was a great match. But I was like, we've seen this before. I got tired on that, but they at least added a stipulation. I was like, well, Phoenix is going to do something insane off the cage. That at least makes me interested right there. So it's it's not just the constant rematches, though I appreciate your point because I haven't really heard it that much. But it is the way that those get moved forward. Um and the fact that that's the only thing that's happening is rematches. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, very much true. Um, so, uh, so here's the thing. It's 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 a, it's a, it's a, it's 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 a super chat. Got to read it. Kevin Owens' contract is up in in January. Um, I'd like to see uh, Kevin Steen in AW stage. Just say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The hashtag FTF. Well, I, I'd like to see uh, uh, Kevin Steen in a place uh, that, that lets him be Kevin Steen and not um, uh, feud with Logan Paul. That's 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 all I would like to say about that. Um, Mark Losper says that it's 12.30 p.m. here in Australia, so can't tune in due to work, but had to give some love to hashtag Kalex. Oh. Thanks, Thanks Mark. So we'll catch up later. Keep killing it. We intend to murder all of the things with chloroform <laughs> and axes. Jeez. Uh, 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 it's either going to be togas or dress them up as Spartans so they can feel with the Vikings, says the intangible one, Cliff Beard. Yes, all of the eras of history must be must be must, must be, be represented. Must be represented. Yeah. Yeah, yep, Drew is going to lecture you on all of them because yes. he's a history teacher now. He's, so he's, he's basically Scottish Dean Douglas at this point. Um, <laughs> they will never take our freedom, except they totally <laughs> took your freedom by calling you up to the main roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R twenty six is after night. I'm about to forget NXT like AEW forgot Sheeta. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, what I want AW to do is, is to do the thing I've been asking for for years, which is to have rolling off seasons for talent. If they once a once a feud is is concluded, the loser of that feud is allowed to go, like is encouraged to go and take six weeks to rest yeah. up. Get anything nagging taken care of. Go handle some business. Go on a vacation with their family, whatever, while somebody else comes in and does something. And then, then when they come back, we'll be, yay, they're back. And we won't feel like they weren't being utilized right because they're off TV and we will know because we are smart. Oh, this is their rolling off season. I can't wait for them to come back. But in the meantime, I have these other people whose rolling off seasons just ended and they're back now. And I can't wait to see their matches. I feel like, AEW could do some of that. They could. They could do a lot of things differently in the women's division, but that's mm -hmm. a good that's a good start. <laughs> Zach Barber asks the burning question: uh, who on SmackDown would Cole have managed? 
I don't know. Um, his twenty four seven title, baby. That's what I keep saying. Vince looks uh, at him and is like, "That guy, twenty four seven title." Uh, 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 I, 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 I think that um, Commander Aziz would have broken up with Apollo Cruz, and they would have had Cole talking for Dabakato in a friggin' jacket. God, I'm so glad he's an NXT or an AW. <laughs> the nerd guru. I mean, honestly, like that seems to be. Th- th- there's not a lot of guys on 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 SmackDown that need a manager per se. Uh, the nerd guru says, in the vein of top stars leaving, I'd love Becky Lynch versus Britt Baker. That that one seems the furthest off to me. Of the four yeah. horsewomen, Becky I'll, seems I'll the furthest that. away from 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 leaving WWE. Um, uh, but yeah, I would love to be Elitch versus Britt Baker. Are you kidding me? Yes, uh, that okay. and Sasha versus Ro- Rosa are my favorite uh, WWE AEW women's crossover matches. Oh my god, yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't hate it. I, d- yeah. I don't know, man. Sasha's an interesting one because she's always very appreciative of the opportunity she gets. She's constantly tweeting, like, thank you, Vince, like, tons of gratitude, but right, there's currently no creative plans for her. Right. So, you know, it's a it's a battle of has the goodwill that WWE built up with these people, it's, are they going to deal with the current circumstances for how long? Yeah. Like, are they willing to to wait that out? And what what do their contracts say? Because right. yeah, uh, like two more t- uh, super chats, and then we're gonna actually gonna talk about NXT because we are over thirty minutes into this episode. <laughs> uh, Mr. Cake. Uh, says that the Creed brothers need to work on that walk to the ring. It's all in the walk. Listen, um, like only a few weeks ago, they were just regular, like st- on the shelf at the supermarket, loaves of white bread, and then a and then a fairy godmother cast a spell over them, and then they now they could they're giant and they can walk. It takes a while to learn how to walk. Have you ever seen like a like a baby foal like fresh yeah. from its mother's womb? It's all wobbling all over the place. It's basically like the same thing. It's basically the same thing. Uh, I figured it out. Brothers. Yeah. A stable with them and Kojima called Get This Bread. Boom. Sorry, Diamond Mind. Gone. Yeah. Kojima will love them because he loves bread. They are bread. Mm-hmm. And that's like, we're going to get this bread. They're going to make some money. That's I do true. have an issue, though, in, in a sincere way. I have, there's not an ounce of me that believes that Malcolm, Malcolm Bivens would be like, these are the guys that I'm going to curate. <laughs> and Malcolm Bivens can sell me on anything. You know what's you know anything. what's the you know what's the the the, the cruelest cut is um it uh, back before the world ended, uh, and they were still doing NXT house show loops. Uh, this might be I mean two three years ago. Uh, but the guy that Bivens was managing when they would go to like Largo or wherever was Omos. He wasn't called that at the time, but can you imagine now with what they've done with Omos on the main roster and and how they're how they obviously see him if he had Bivens walking out there and cutting Heyman type promos for him so Omos never had to open his damn mouth and it was just the biggest blackest man you've ever seen and Malcolm Bivens cutting promos for him uh, and I don't they, know they if people the have on that so much he seems to be very over Malcolm Bivens, as he should be. Uh, he was amazing as Stokely Hathaway on the Indies, too. Yeah. He is extremely good at this. Oh, like, so extremely. Good. And it breaks my heart that they just keep 
derailing whatever he's managing. Like, because yeah. he's he's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Intangible One Cliff Beard says, uh, wait, an even better idea. Team Drew with Sheamus and make it a triple threat. Spartans versus Vikings versus Celts slash Scots slash... Is there a Saxon? Can we get a Saxon in there? All the like the 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 north of England, all those people there, uh, yeah, running around with big swords and and wearing skirts, all that stuff. Um, okay, so NXT happened. <laughs> and Thanks we started, everyone. We started Have a good out. Night. <laughs> we started out with uh, Ember Moon versus Kaylee Ray, which was what I expected it to be. Sure. Uh, Kaylee Kaylee Ray is brutal. Uh, Ember Ever Moon is fantastic at selling from underneath. She had a whole bunch of great hope spots, uh, and and Kaylee Ray beat her. I, yeah. I I I thought it was I thought it was a good match. I don't I don't think I don't think they were reinventing the wheel. This is a good match for Kaylee Ray to have her first match on NXT proper. Ember Moon made her look like a million bucks. Ember Moon looked good too in defeat because, you know, I, I thought that like she had a lot of really great hope spots, but they were working the shoulder a lot. So she yeah. had something to overcome something specific. Um, and uh, then later in the night, we got an uh, interview with Ember Moon. Who's like, I'm just tired. Like, I mean, I love it. She has said, I, I lost the tag team titles. Then I lost my tag partner. Like they really never went into that. Like that was a thing that they never really brought up. Uh, either on SmackDown or in NXT. And I'm really glad Ember said, like, they stole my tag partner from me right after we lost the damn belts. So, yeah, I'm, I've been feeling down lately. Um, and she says, now I know what I've got to do to, to change things around here. I'm like, are we getting an Ember Moon uh, heel turn? Is she, like, embracing her inner werewolf? What's going on here? Yeah, so I'll say uh, what you just said about this match was, like, kind of, how I felt about basically this entire episode where we saw some really great in-ring work that just feels very inconsequential overall and a little predictable because we know what's coming. Um, I, I loved, she had a really, really great uh, crossface sequence yeah. um, in there. Some, some really good like groundwork, which I thought was refreshing to see out of this women's division. And I absolutely loved what she said after because there were a couple of times in this episode actually where they uh, acknowledged like things that were in the real world a little bit. <laughs> we saw it at the end a little bit too. And I, I like that. I'm nervous that that means she's going to either go to the main roster or they're going to have some insane type of main rostery character yeah. development because of the way things are turning but yeah. she's she's great she was you know injured and bounced around she was on the main roster for like a minute and came back down i hope she's not someone that gets lost in the mix that's the thing but yeah. I, I mean over this entire episode that's all i could think about was like okay and now what like what does this mean for this person and there's just no answers right now yeah. uh so that was kind of the beginning of this for me was like, okay, that was a great match. Ember's talking about a change, but like, what does that mean right now? Yeah. Um, the, the thing about it is that she wasn't up there for a minute. She was up there for like a year and a half, two years, and they did nothing with her. So little, in fact, that the reason that she nearly had to retire from an injury was because she was chasing the 24-7 champion and slipped in some water backstage and ruptured her Achilles so bad that she thought 
she was going to have to retire. So it's a miracle she's even back. She's doing as well as she is. If you were to tell me, you have you you can pick one female of on all the rosters to go to to AEW. My pick would be Ember Moon. I I I know she's so so good, and they'll never let her be as good as she is. They'll just they'll never let her be as good as she is here. She's the one I feel like I feel like I would love to see Bailey and Sasha over there, but they're gonna be fine in in in, in WWE. Yeah. Ember on in NXT, they've shown they don't have the willingness to really do with her what what she deserves, and definitely not. Uh, on a on a Vince brand show on the main roster, so that's the one that I what I want so badly for her to be able to go somewhere, wherever it is that they let her just take the chains off and be Athena. Yeah, I mean she's definitely she's definitely on my short list. I think maybe Naomi tops it right now just because this has been going on even longer with her. But uh, yeah, I mean underutilized is an understatement i yeah. think at this point but match was good enough promo was great weary about what's coming down the pike <laughs> yes uh another super chat real quick before i lose it brian from dallas says being able to hear kate laugh and wrestling opinion and her wrestling opinion rules she will know what i mean oh so brian thank you for super chatting he dm'd me today before people got weird i appreciate it um <laughs> he dm'd me and said that he had an implant put in, and it's been the first time in 35 years wow. that he's able to hear, which is just like so heartwarming, A, awesome. that you would share that with us, and B, that one of the first things that you're hearing is my absolute silliness and, and our wrestling opinions. I appreciate you tuning in so much and for super chatting us. That is awesome, Brian. Uh, congratulations. Team and, and, and yeah, Team Kalex is now Team Team. Bra, bra, I don't know how to do that. I'm not add Brian. Yeah, we'll get there. We're gonna get there, Brian. We'll figure it out. But you're an honorary member of Team Kalex. Yes. Um. Uh. So, uh, yeah, it was a backstage thing with uh, Pete and Oni and Danny and Ridge, whatever. Uh, cocky wasn't there. I was very disappointed in no cocky, but I don't know. Maybe he's uh, maybe maybe it's during his rolling off season. Uh, and he'll be back in a few weeks after he gets a little arthroscopic surgery done. Um, so this is the we'll get, let's talk about both segments. Um, bef- I I will say that there was a bachelorette party and a bachelor party, and one of them was the highlight of the night, and the other one was not. And I don't want it to seem like I'm saying the boys were awesome and the girls weren't. I'm saying it seemed like the boys had more reign to do whatever they wanted, and the girls all had to sit around a table and maybe crack a few jokes to varying degrees of success. Here and you I go. feel like just Alex let the girls expected. be girls. That's true. <laughs> that, okay. that was not Thank a. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate you being statement. here to let me do, let me off the hook. I appreciate yeah, no, that's a. Uh... One was real bad, one was great, uh, and that has nothing to do with gender. It has everything to do with Good. the way the segments were executed. Uh, that's not how bachelorette parties go, first of all. And second of all, uh, I mean, I, you're not going to beat that bachelor party, I don't think. In general, that was so entertaining. But yeah, this bachelorette, I'm in the middle of planning a bachelorette, damn it. <laughs> that's not what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was stupid. 
I I did appreciate uh, whoever the the heck that was that was Indy's like childhood friend, uh, who <laughs> like like uh, she flew all the way from Australia to be here. Uh, and and somebody turns around. You feel awful for me for to be here? No, I came for Disney World. Like yes. I thought that, that was, was a good great. line. That was the best line of this whole thing. I that thought was good. Uh, uh, what, what wasn't good was that they're really honestly pushing this whole Casey and Caden or the TikTok tag team thing. They were actually doing TikTok, like uh, like uh, I was gonna say a TikTok dance, but this is what they were doing at the table. And that's a TikTok dance, apparently, that you do at the table. Uh, and they were, they were, uh, uh, I know they're trying to make Candace into the mom character, but her saying, will you guys stop flip-flopping? <laughs> that's not what the mom would say. I feel like it wouldn't be that, like, tic-tacking. Tic-tacking, I think, is what it is. It's tic-tocking. Tic-tacking. You know, uh, who also just wouldn't say that at a bachelorette party because probably not. Yeah, yeah, because it wouldn't. Because there, there's a bachelorette party, but maybe Candace, maybe Candace is such a mom that she's the one who put the whole thing together that she wouldn't do it at like you know a Chippendales club. She would do it at like the, like at noon on a Tuesday in the in the weirdest like Italian restaurant in Orlando, and like yeah. we've got the whole place to ourselves. And uh, don't fill up on bread, um, you know, like kind of a thing. Like I don't know. Yeah, don't fill up on bread. We gotta save that for the diamond mind. Yeah. Uh, the nerd guru uh, says that I bet Vince sees Indy as an Eva project. Uh, drop due. Uh, because, you know, everything's backwards in Australia. Um, yeah, so 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 that was... And then uh, uh, basically Candace convinces um, Indy to go spy on Dexter and, and Johnny at the bachelor party. Um and then the bachelor party happens later on tonight. We're going to talk about it now. Um, it's awesome. Uh, it's it, uh, it's just Johnny and Dexter uh, in the limo. And then um, uh, Cameron Grimes sticks his head in. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm crowning myself king of the oh bachelor God. party. Uh, we're going to take this party to the moon. And I'm spending, I'm, I'm popping for all the stuff. Because Johnny's like, I'm not spending a dime on this. And Cameron Grimes is like, I'll spend, I'll spend a dime, I'll spend a grime. And I, I love it. Oh my goodness. Cameron Grimes rules. I want him to play at my bachelorette party. That's where my DMs got weird and I closed them. Uh, <laughs> he's the absolute, absolute best. I want, I would want in kayfabe, Cameron Grimes to be the one to to play my bachelor party, right? That makes so much sense. He's got the money. He's so much fun. Like, I loved that he was so naturally just like kind of slid into that angle. And I also loved Gargano being like, I'm not paying for this because I don't support it. Like the, that whole opening scene to that before we even got into the silliness yeah. of chloroform laser tag uh, was was just phenomenal. And and uh, uh, the, the guest list for the bachelor party being uh, Cameron Grimes, Odyssey Jones, Drake Maverick, the last thing he ever did for NXT probably was this because he showed up, they, they filmed this on Sunday and he showed up on, on Raw as part of the 24-7 division in a big return to answer the big reveal of Brian Danielson and Adam Cole and Minoru Suzuki and Ruby Soho. Vince is like Drake Maverick. And so we, so we got him on Raw and so I think he's not on NXT anymore, which, by the way, RIP, that amazing tag team of Drake Maverick and Grayson Waller. We're never going to see if they were able, ever able to coexist. I guess they um, weren't. 
that's what happened. He was like, we can't coexist. I'm going to the main <laughs> roster. <laughs> but anyway, um, so all those guys and the zombie ref. Like, the fact that they did a callback of the zombie ref from I, I, October of last year? Like, almost a full year ago? Like, I love that they did the callback. Uh, I love that we found out the ref, the zo- ref zombie wasn't actually a zombie. In fact, he's actually from Canada. I, I thought that was really great. All of it. A uh, uh, few highlights. Odyssey Jones can fit into a go-kart, which gives me hope. Because I was thinking, I mean, us big guys, I don't, I want to take, when my daughter gets a little older, I want to take her on you know, the go-kart thing. I'm like, they don't make them uh, dad size. Sorry, sweetheart, I can't go. But apparently they do, because I'm not as big as Odyssey Jones, and he was in one, so excellent. There you um, go. Uh, then uh, uh, the trampoline park, uh, which which was Odyssey Jones uh, jumping and sending a Drake Maverick shooting into the air. Uh, and then uh, axe throwing. Has anybody here, does anybody here have any experience with axes? And it pans over slowly to Dexter Loomis, who slowly raises his hand. And I was like, thank you for acknowledging he's a serial killer. We all know it, but it's the first time you've ever said it, and I thank you for it. Um, And then he teaches Johnny how to throw an axe, like eat your heart out, Viking Raiders. Yeah. Because Dexter Loomis definitely knows how to throw an axe. Yeah. like, Like a jogger. From 70 yards away, just a moving target across the park. Um, and I like, thought this was all great. Um, and then laser tag was does. A, yes. Uh, and uh, then the laser tag, of course, which was the best, uh, chloroforming the guy and 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 Johnny sh- showing up and shooting the dude in the chest with the little the little uh, the little laser tag target thing to make it official was beautiful. Uh, and then they they finally got a chance to do the little the little. Um, High five. I thought it was great. I so appreciate that the only time Johnny Johnny Gargano has ever liked Dexter Loomis was when he was murdering people or attempting to murder them because in my head that means Johnny Gargano wants to win that much. It's so important for him to win. He's so competitive that you can just go around chloroforming people, but he needs to win laser tag that bad. That's how I read that segment. And I love that. I think that's yeah. such a perfect, perfect nuance. We have a super chat here from Norm Summer saying, apologizing for breaking the paywall earlier. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Some of that was not paywalled. The lead into that wasn't. The details were. Uh, so you might not be as bad off as you thought, but didn't have time to watch NXT. Relying on YouTube, any highlights you should focus on. This is it. That's why I pulled this up right now. I feel like Bachelor this party. is by far the best the part Bachelor of it. Party. Yeah. Um, I mean, the matches were fine. Uh, there were there was no there were no 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 titles changed hands. Um, yeah. The the only thing that like of consequence that happened. Uh, that we will talk about is is a post match attack uh, on, on two post match attacks. Let's say that, and that's about it. Uh, only thing of consequence. Uh, the intangible one, Cliff Beard, says that he's calling it now. Uh, Austin Theory is going to be the one to ruin the wedding. And dear God, I hope he does it where he says he's carrying Indy's child or something silly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh wow! But that would be incest because aren't they brother and sister? I don't. Although, if Vince is in control of NXT, he always wanted to do an incest story with himself and his own daughter. So, I mean, 
maybe he finally gets to do his incest story, but instead it's Look, brother and sister. I know he wants to ruin NXT, but that's too much too soon, isn't it? That's such <laughs> the, a big job. On the first night, Kate, we're getting an incest story. In on night ways, one. In some ways, that's better. And so just rip the Band-Aid off. Rip the Band-Aid like, right off. Get it done. Don't do a slow burn of the incest story. No. Start it off in the first segment. Boom. Yeah. Uh, Asian Joe says, uh, are, there, are we sure the bachelorette party wasn't at Olive Garden? So it was essentially a fancy date. No, it's true. It, it could have been. been. It could have been. I think it was called, I think it was called Frescoes was, was I, the signage I saw. I would do my flip-flop dances in Olive Garden <laughs> if I got some free breadsticks. <laughs> hey, look, Mom, I'm tic-tacking. Uh, yeah. Um, oh boy. So, uh, we, Carmelo Hayes and Santos Escobar had a, had a, had a, had a, had a fracas, a, a kerfuffle last week that we didn't talk about because there were no super chats about it. Um, uh, and yeah, so like Santos basically threatened, uh, uh Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo's like, I don't know. Should, should I go for the top title that gives me a top? I don't know. Am I going to use my, Money in the bank briefcase to cash in on the one half of the tag titles. Like, what? Just, just say you're going to challenge Samoa Joe and do it on an episode of NXT and lose and have have a great match. I mean, I don't know what we're doing there, but I I, I don't know. Um, so then we had the match that came out of the kerfuffle, because uh, all kerfuffles lead to matches, and uh, um, it was it was good. It was a really good match. Like, I really love Carmelo Hayes, and I love Santos Escobar. And are we sure that Vince and Bruce aren't already, like, in charge of the booking? Because the end of this match. Like, I, I, I always say, if you feel like both guys have to be so protected that you can't just have a clean finish, then you don't get to book the match. Like that's just that's my own thing. If that's if that's your thing, we can't we can't afford to have any either of these guys lose clean. Then you don't get to book the match. That's just that's just my own personal rule. Um, having I mean, was it impressive to see Electra Lopez uh, take off her Carmen Sandiego cosplay and body slam Carmelo Hayes? Yes. Should it have immediately lost? Ed, ended up with him losing a match he might have won. Otherwise, no. Can we not? Do distractions and and refs being really hey you you I'm gonna look over here. There's something going on over there. I'm going to take at least 25 seconds to deal with this thing over here that should take any normal human being three seconds to deal with. So this thing I hate that. It happens wow. all the time on the main roster. It didn't used to happen on NXT at all. Then it started creeping in, and now it's like a, a weekly occurrence. And I don't like it. Referees are the dumbest people in the world, unfortunately. Uh, I, I'm with you. And the frustrating thing is, to me, it was a really strong match otherwise. A really strong match. I hate that Carmelo didn't just go to the top for a title. I tweeted about it. We didn't talk about it last week. But like he's been like like kind of cocky. He called himself an overdog. That's how much of not an underdog he is. I do appreciate in last week's segment that he did kind of react like, oh well, th this over here just got personal all of a sudden. So like they tried, 
Um, but I just, I don't like that. I don't think his character would do that. This match was awesome and had a lot of really great spots. The distraction finishes suck. Like they're the worst. And it did feel very main rostery. Her doing the actual body slam was real cool. That was awesome. That's how we do in Jersey. She's from my neck of the woods. All right. That's Um, how women in Jersey are. We can body slam you. Um, So I liked the spot. I didn't like how the spot fit in the context of the match and that it affected the outcome of the match at all. That's really annoying to me. Yeah. I mean, they they protected Carmelo because they kind of had to. Yeah. Because, you know, then like, well, why is he going after a top title? I mean, like he's got a he's got a guaranteed shot, but does he, does he still deserve it since he lost clean? Like if he had lost clean, and yet you you kind of have to protect Santos because he's the next challenger for the North American title, which means to me like don't book the match, okay. like, don't book the match. <laughs> I will say uh, I did I really did enjoy the 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 promo they had with uh, with uh, Hit Row later where oh. B Fab declared war on Carmen San Diego. Like I thought that was great. Um, I thought it was awesome. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I love Hit Row. Like they're, they're, they are the number one act on NXT that Vince has to keep his grubby little paws off of because okay. you know he has no idea what the hell a, a, an authentic version of that is. Um, he's going to turn them into crime time, uh, and it's going to be so terrible. But I do, uh, I do love. Uh, uh, that that beef that they said. What you just went out and got yourself a, your own girl? Like you just, you just you just go out and grab one like off the street? What are you doing? Like like like. And I I appreciate that they were like that's not allowed. You can't just do that. Uh, I like they that. are absolutely the best thing going in NXT in my opinion, and they are the first thing that Vince is going to ruin. Like just I was like this is the greatest, coolest, most organic, most uh like feels like black culture but not in the usual way that wwe forces black culture on people thing that is going to just get destroyed as soon as vince goes anywhere near it yeah it's gonna be bad yeah uh joy bag of donuts says that uh kalex tiktok or tic-tac coordinated dances need to be a thing we already um, did one. yeah like this is this is as coordinated as i get this is it that's what they Look did at the bachelorette party. So I, yeah. as far as if I'm that, concerned, if, that, if that's TikToking, then consider me a TikToker. You and uh, me, buddy. Yeah, we're we we're a TikTok tag team now. I will have a Texas tornado TikTok tag team match. <laughs> a TikToksis, a Texas Toxis tornado match. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, we just said it, but now they're gonna go do it. Yeah, they're gonna do it. Yeah, oh no. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, boy. Um. So, uh, uh, McKen- uh they interview Regal. Uh, uh says, um, uh, <clears throat> Samoa Samoan Joseph is of course a fighting champion as he's always been. So next next week we're going to find out who's going to be his first opponent. We're going to have uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Kyle O'Reilly and uh, 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 Lawrence Aloysius Knight and uh, uh, Peter Doon, and they're all going to fight each other a fatal four way to, to, to who's going to be uh, the the top contender to Mister Samoa Joe. Uh, thank you very much and good night. Uh, and I'm fine with this. Um, it does seem to me like the best option out of that is Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Because I think it's a one-off and the guy who has it loses. 
And I love Tommaso Ciampa, but I don't think they're going to give him the title back. I want desperately for it to happen, but I don't think they're going to give him the title back. Um, I, I the, the worst possible option is Knight, and that's the one I fear that they're going to do. <laughs> and I feel like it's just, you know... I, because I want to see, I want to see, desperately want to see Samoa Joe versus Ciampa and Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne. I don't need to see Samoa Joe versus uh, Knight. Oh, like, I, just, I, I just don't. I, I, I wouldn't mind the, I wouldn't mind the promos leading up to the match, but the match itself is just is is going to be, you know, main rostery. Like if NXT, let the guys who are still in NXT as long as they're there at least wrestle hard and good. You know, what if? The promos are great, and then Samoa Joe just kind of kicks the shit out of him. Oh, okay, then, fine. Okay, like fine. that. That could I'll, be really fun. I'll allow it. That would be fun. That would be <laughs> your allowed. your regal has like this this notes of of Stewie Griffin under it, and I love it. <laughs> Listen, my Walter is Arnold Schwarzenegger, so don't even don't start don't start nitpicking my. What? No. <laughs> I thought don't that sounded just start, like him. Don't start picking nits, Kate. I it was it felt like an homage. I'm not yeah. mad about it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Ah, uh, okay. Um. So so anyway, uh, we we get the, the the we get we get Brutus and Julius. No sign of Fred. Uh, the Creed brothers versus uh, Paxton uh, Avril and Chucky Viola. Who I swear they just they just pulled names out of a hat. Because these, uh, I'll say it again, the two jobbiest jobbers that ever jobbed a job, uh, and they got murdered as as well they should, uh, and um, and that's that's it. I don't want to say about this. It was it was a, it was a big old squash. Um, big old squash. The I that ending move where they're both in the ring and they just run them into each other is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, I, mean, like, I the, hate it. The, the super collider was a thing, AOP, and that's why I think but they called them a big white AOP. Big white AOP. Um, uh, yeah. It was cooler when they did it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to call them uh, <laughs> COP, and not cop, but uh, Caucasians of Pain. That's what I'm going to call them. <laughs> Caucasians of Pain. And uh, <laughs> Caucasians of Pain, they're, they're there, and they're... Uh, Listen, it's what is what is. I did appreciate, I think it was Julius who did the big body slam. And then the guy was like, oh, I kind of sitting up in pain. And he was like, why are you sitting up? And then he just does a clothesline from hell to a seated person. I was like, I think that guy's the good one. I, I mean, I feel like he's taller. So is up Vince's alley. The other one was like undefeated in NCAA. And that's fine. Um, but I feel like I was watching. I was like, I like, I like Julius. Maybe because I know he's going to be the babyface. Because again, his name is Julius, and the other guy's name is Brutus. And so, we have yet to see Fred. We have yet to see Fred. But we know, we know he's out there somewhere. But like they have, like they made Gable Shorty G. You know what I mean? Like just because they're like good athletic wrestlers, they've never done anything for Dolph Ziggler. He was a fantastic NCAA wrestler. Well, the 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 thing about the thing about Mr. G is that he's short. And, and were he not short, um, they wouldn't have been able to call him that. And I feel like they also would have utilized him better. I feel like if if Chad Gable was six foot three, he'd be a multi-time world champion. And that's just that's just the way that 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 Vince looks at things. Like you're you can't you can't be a champion. You're short. But you James can be an underdog. 
But, but Daniel, you... Daniel Bryan, that was never that was never the point. That was never the point of him. Like, look at all the stuff they had him do before the the people took over. Like, they, they had him like doing like little dances with with hot chicks in the ring. Like, it was like, yeah, like that. Just like he that. married one of those hot chicks. Started. He, he did. He did. He did. It all worked out well for him and the hot chick. But uh, yeah, and it all worked out well in the end for Mister Mister Daniel Dryanson. Because he is going to be kicking the head off of people. American Yo Dragonson Gilson. American Yo Dragonson. Yes, obviously. So, so Eo and Zoe, uh, they they don't like each other. They are they are their their tag team name should be can they coexist yeah. like i don't what is the deal like why did they team to begin with like it was just a thing and like they said these two they may not like each other but they have fantastic chemistry in the ring do they because i'm pretty sure it was like their second match ever that they won the titles in and and they haven't defended them since so do they have great chemistry do we know that for a fact I don't know. I love both of them. I hate that the whole thing around them is like, we don't like each other. Like, is that all you got? Like you couldn't find a way, like couldn't find a, uh, I don't know. Just... Uh, yeah, Alex. Cause if they're not best friends, they may not be able to coexist. This is like, Io Shirai was white hot and so over and so real popular when she dropped her title. And uh, I just can't think of a better way to just ruin someone than to have two people who don't like each other. We don't really know why they don't like each other. They just don't. They There was no, they had a weird lunch or whatever, but there's no reason they don't like each other. EO said, I don't like you before the lunch. Like bef before they were, before they had their championship match, it was like, I don't like you, but we're going to be chum champions. And and Zoe's like, well, okay, fine. As long as we win, I don't mind. But then they never did anything beyond that. That was just that was the one note they played the entire time. I think I, I was so excited when they gave these two women the, the, the titles because I love both of them. And I thought, great, what a great way to keep these two on TV and working constantly in great matches. Because if you put the titles on them, surely you're not gonna bury them on the bench. But apparently they uh, you're forgetting that more important than the women's tag titles is TikTok. Yeah, it's true. So the TikTokers, the TikTackers, the flip floppers—they lost. Good. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like them. Um, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad about that. But now what? But literally now what? I don't. Who are the other tag teams? It's because I guess we now know the other tag team. The one other tag team is 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 the Mandy Rose Project. Yeah. Uh, she comes out wearing a, it's an artistic like face shield. Like it's all weird and asymmetrical, and like part of it is like pointy. It's really weird. She, they absolutely did a scene where she was like operated on by a backwoods by a back back alley doctor and he was like you I, i'm sorry miss rose the, the nerves were completely severed and we didn't get to see it they filmed it they, it was on the cutting room floor upset about it but now she's there and she's got gd dolan and jc jane and they beat the 
crap out of the Tic Tackers, and 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 I guess they're throwing their hat in the ring. Are they if they if they win? Are they going to free bird the titles? So <laughs> I don't. I don't I don't have words because there's not a division and I it's like the the Cody Rhodes mask but they threw it in the dryer. I don't know what happened here. It was like a um like they were like, "Hey, did a high school theater project recently do Phantom? Let's go borrow their mask." Um I love Gigi Dolan and I think this angle is fine, but you're right. Like what do we do? There's not a division. <laughs> there's three teams, right? Unless I'm forgetting someone, but I think there's three teams. I mean, te- technically, I suppose Frankie and Jesse Kamea are a tag team. But Frankie's getting an but individual Frankie's got, a, Frankie's got a, a singles title shot. Casey, so you have tag champs that don't like each other, two people that are kind of just shoved together because of a social media platform, and then this is the most cohesive thing, and it started like 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the way Gigi Dolan works. I, I, I really like it. I think she's a great storyteller. I think she's really good in the ring. I don't I'm buy her as a tag team wrestler yet because some of the stuff we saw last week and the week before, like where she just wasn't breaking up pins or whatever. Um, if they win, they will have to have a rematch because it's WWE. And because there's nobody else, there's nobody else to face. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get the point of, it's like if I like, why do you have belts for a division you don't have? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. You know, and I was just thinking about it because I, 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 I mean, there's, there's also just like this, the, the stupid, the stupidity of, hey, let's put the tags, the tag straps on these two women in their second match ever, and their entire story is they don't get along, and that's it. That that's literally the entire story. Uh, meanwhile, we have uh, we have these these two women who've been tagging together for literally years. Like Casey and Caden have been tagging together on NXT for years, and they're never getting a fair shake at, at a title because they don't really have a character. What's their character now? Oh, they're Tic Tackers. That's what that's what their character is. Um, and and meanwhile, uh, Candice is pregnant, so that tag team had to break up. We pulled Shotzi to the main roster so she and her new tag partner, Tegan, could beat the champs in three non-title matches and never get a title match. So then we abandoned Ember down there to do nothing. Like, there's a lot of cool things you could do. Like, what happened to Zeta Ramirez? She had that amazing match where uh. she won against Tony Storm. Is she hurt? She might be. A lot of times they, they, they'll, they'll get hurt with something at the PC, and they won't talk about it. Whatever. It's possible. If she's healthy... Could could maybe you find her somebody to team up with? Or here's another thing: Ember, like, em- Ember, Ember and Zayn Ramirez would be a great tag team. They'd be a lot of fun together. We know they love to to, to pair people of the same race. It's a yep. big thing for them. They love it. Perfect. So to that end, before Sarai got beat the hell up by Gigi Dolan and and and, and, and JC Jane, like her and Io could be an odd couple tag team because Sarai is so bubbly and so happy about everything and EO is very dark and brooding and they could have the same story but you would believe that the reason they don't like love each other isn't simply because EO doesn't trust white people because there appears to be no other reason for it because she immediately hated Zoe Stark 
for no reason. And I don't get it. I will say last week, she basically said that she hates everyone. So That's I actually true. kind of liked That's that. She's that just a misanthrope. Like She's just a misanthrope. I hate everybody. Fine. Yeah. Good. Great. Well, I liked that. Yeah, but at least they wouldn't have to do a stupid segment where Sarai and Io have to go to a Japanese restaurant and Sarai has to throw squid against the wall. I just... At least they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, we have a super chat saying Mandy Rose is channeling her inner manager Trish Status from TNA days. Look, there's worse people you can be, A, compared to looks-wise, and B, compared to ring-wise <laughs> than Trish Stratus. It does feel very much in that vein. I don't know... I think Dana Brooke must be injured or pregnant or out just because she's getting married or whatever. Cause that was all very abrupt. But, um, but yeah, I, I hear and understand the the comparison there and I don't hate it. Yeah. It's being reported that Vince Russo is working with WWE on a project. Uh, could it be the new and colorful NXT? <sighs> Barf. Oh, no. Russo sucks, but Team Kalex rules. Thank you so much. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, <laughs> Marco has you checkmated, Kate. That move where they smash two dudes into each other. What if Brutus and Julius call it the Ides of March? I love it. Okay, yeah. but like you're thinking in that context, I'm thinking where does Fred fit into this? So Fred. on the surface it looks good, but uh yeah, no, you, when when they when, when they when they become uh NXT's answer to the new day, and it's just the three of them and they hold the belts forever and, and freebird them forever. I, yeah, it's so true. Um, yeah. <laughs> Christian Mallet says the regal impression because we over time. Love you, Kalex. <laughs> we love you too. Um uh, <laughs> Mark Losper says the Caucasians of Pain was the ma was the man's bachelor party. Uh, <laughs> um, um, Ameri Ameri Americanial uh, Dragonson was the woman's. Um, I'm so glad I can go. I'm going to timestamp that one twelve fifty six because that's what I'm going to call him now. Yeah, American <laughs> Americanial Dragonson. Um, okay, so uh, we get a backstage promo. Uh, from uh, from Kyle O'Reilly, who's just like, hey, this is just me now, Kyle. And uh, a lot of things have happened. Without naming any names, <laughs> I closed one chapter of my life. <laughs> and now maybe another one opens. Uh, and I, I thought it was good that they handled it and they move, they, they're moving on. Obviously, you have to. Um, uh, but... Uh, yeah, and it was I I I loved the, the Adam Cole, like um, in his interview, like the scrum afterwards, like it was very very important to me that I, I have that last match, like that yeah. was the most important thing to me because Kyle is one of my best friends in the world, and so we had to have that match, um, and that's awesome. And he literally was like, "I'm out after that," and and as as he should have, but I thought that was good that 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 Kyle dealt with it. We get another. Uh, we get a promo of of L.A. Knight uh, riding around in his in his in his car, uh, talking about. And I, I think that that uh, that Lawrence Aloysius is a fantastic promo, uh, and uh, I really do. I've always thought that. Um, and and I, I think that he's he's really 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 talented. He just feels like a guy who should just show up day one on the main roster because that's the kind yeah. of guy he is. 
Yep. He's, he's perfectly ready for that. Um, and NXT still, I know I'm going to have to get over this, but still feels to me like a giant indie fed. And what the hell is this dude doing in my giant indie fed? And it's not a giant indie fed anymore. Um, so he can be here if he wants. It's the same thing I didn't, the same reason I didn't love Robert, uh, uh, Robert Roode, Bobby Roode in NXT. Because he felt like, now this guy's got main roster stink all over him. Like he's really great at what he does, but he doesn't fit in here at all. And it's the same thing with with uh, with Lawrence Aloysius. I actually feel that way about Frankie Monet too. I, I felt like she could have gone right to the main roster. I'm kind of glad they didn't so she could be herself and not John Morrison's girlfriend um, or wife. Wifey, I think. I think they. I think they're booed up. Um, but yeah, there's some people that I don't feel like need to go to NXT before they go to the main roster. But I, there's no saying what the rhyme or reason to the landscape is right now. There might also be things. I mean, he was Eli Drake before that, but there might be things like, hey, we want you to get TV experience before you go up there or whatever. Like, who knows what justifications they have or don't have for doing things like that. But I'm with you. He does feel like he fits in more on the main roster and like in a good way where I think he could be like somebody a little more grounded on the main roster. But I don't know. I really like LA Knight. I know a lot of people are not into him, but I I like this with him. I think he he did really great things with the Grimes feud and Oh I'll yeah, take him versus Joe. Oh, he, no, um, he had great things with the, with the Grimes feud. He also lost the Grimes feud, and to me, he, that's like yeah. he. I guess he did beat Johnny Gargano, um. So I guess that got him the ticket into this fatal four way. But I feel like he should have had to like do get a few more wins under his belt before that's he was like very like. Fair. Why isn't Cameron Grimes in the fatal four way? Didn't he win that feud? Like, couldn't he be in it? Like, I I'd love to see him in the, in the match. Um, I don't know if I I if, I mean. The people would go insane for like the people in that in that crowd would go insane for a Cameron Grimes versus Samoa Joe feud with all the hope spots and stuff. It would be a lot of fun. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I think that LA Knight, Lawrence Aloysius, he does an amazing job. He's very, very good at what he does. It's a matter of taste that what he does isn't for me specifically. That's all. That's um, very fair. But you clearly don't understand the stresses of planning a bachelor party anymore if you mm. think that you can just jump into a fatal four-way <laughs> if you're planning True. the chloroform laser tag yeah. bachelor party of a lifetime alex that's true um uh, yeah and we also saw uh, uh tommy uh tomaso champa do a promo about it um uh, where he talked about like uh pete dunn i'm gonna, I'm gonna take you out because you think i don't know you're that you're the head of the snake um, we saw by the end of the night that he was the head of the snake. Um, and um, also, uh, it's been a long time. Uh, rule number two is Goldie. And then he left. And I was like, oh, that was so beautiful. It was just just simple enough. It was like it was like a love letter to everybody who's been watching for four years. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. You mentioned it. You didn't have to like go into it. Goldie. You see, that's what I used to call the, t- the, the title when I used to hold it. No, no, no. Just say it and move on. And anybody who's confused can friggin' Google it. And like, so I'm I'm a big fan of like in in non wrestling Aaron Sorkin's writing because he assumes I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people could understand when someone's talking about Goldie that that might mean the gold thing that people wear around their waist when they win a title. Like I like it when people assume that I have a brain in my head a little bit. I don't need everything telegraphed to me. 
perhaps, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. This might be the case in like maybe it was like in the first draft of the script. Uh, maybe maybe Goldie is his pet goldfish that he lost, and he needs to get it back. And the only way that only the only way his pet goldfish will come back to him is if he's the champion. Vince perhaps. would love that. It's true, he would. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. Then we see uh, Frankie Monet backstage. He just doesn't want to go to the to the to the wedding that she's been invited to. Robert Stone rushes in. And he's out of breath for some reason. He's very out of breath. Um, and so Frankie gets a title match versus Raquel Gonzalez, and Frankie's very excited. Uh, I am too. I think it'll be a really fun match. Uh, and honestly, don't know what to expect because they could they could decide we want one of them up on the main roster next week. And either one of them would be perfectly believable to me. So, yeah. you know, that's they, they're trying to load up the first rainbow NXT um, with with stuff. You know, they, they got the fatal four way um, number one contenders match. They got the wedding. They have a women's title match. They're loading it up with stuff so that we will tune in, you know, and see the rainbow. Yeah. Taste the rainbow. I don't want to. I want old NXT back. I want black and gold. I'm a Steelers fan, damn it. <laughs> I, I, I I want them. I want them to start. I want them to get it sponsored. And I want them. They used to call it. The, they, they, said it to, they said it tonight. The black and gold brand. What are they going to call it next week? I want, the them, I, want brand. Them, I want them to actually get sponsorship. And I want them to refer it to as the Skittles brand. Yep. And they'll love, do a, a TikTok Skittles I love, match. I love, I love Skittles. Um. You and Marshawn uh, Lynch both. Oh, yes. Marshawn Lynch can come and do like a, a hosting appearance. Yeah. It's perfect. Guest hosts for NXT is the beginning of the end. Yo, I would pay money to see Marshawn <laughs> Lynch in NXT. Yeah. Because that dude would just be like, what am I doing yeah. here? It yeah. would be fantastic. Are you kidding? Yeah, that would be that would be fun. If it was if it was Marshawn Lynch, it would be fun. Uh it'd probably be Logan Paul. Um, we we get our first ever May Ying match. Uh, she murders a woman named uh, Virginia Ferry. Uh, she doesn't uh, blow metal in her in her lungs, which I was upset about. She does do the Tongan death grip. That's her. That's her finisher. That's 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 fine. A very impressive performance uh, by Mei Ying, but uh, she's rather short, and at five thousand years old, she's definitely over thirty. So according to that edict that was going around a little while ago, I worry she might be in the next round of cuts. Yeah, I gotta say, for five thousand, she moves real well. Like yeah. she can really, yeah. Considering she, she's five thousand years she old, she does. Uh, they are just not gonna talk about what the hell ever happened to Zia Lee. They're just no. never gonna mention it. Like she was the whole reason this frigging thing existed was like to get her over, and she's gone now. And yeah, didn't happen. She wasn't there. Like little little flashy thing from Men in Black, and just, like, just forget about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, boy. <laughs> uh, the nerd guru says, uh, if if Kate is a Steelers fan, why doesn't she like the TikTok tag team? Because I'm pretty sure Juju would be a big fan. Juju does better, more coordinated dances on opposing teams' logos, and that gets yelled at him when the Steelers lose a bunch, which is going to happen a lot this season, I think. Damn it. Because because you you have you have uh, the Creed brothers. They actually have uh, an older brother, who is also a a walking loaf of white bread, who is Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he's he's their he's their much older brother. 
uh, and Kid Phantom V3 says New Day actually had a Skittles commercial ad, so it's possible. Like, just do it. Call call NXT sponsored by Skittles. Taste the rainbow. Fight the rainbow. NXT. NXT by Skittles. Yeah. Like NXT X Skittles. Yeah. NX 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 Skittles. NX Skittles T. I don't know how to do that one. Um, they don't all come as naturally as Kalex, you know what I mean? No, it doesn't, doesn't work out. <laughs> as well. Um, uh, Oni Lorcan versus Danny Birch versus MSK is a fine title match. Uh, MSK won, and they're over, and they're and they're over. People like them now, good. And that's it, yeah. <laughs> It like was a really, really good match. It was a really good match. It was a really good match. I don't want people like it, it was. The, it's the last match of this era of NXT, and who knows what the hell happens next week. And this is this is where we're at. Um, uh, uh, I sh- I just I, I I'm I'm glad that the MSK is over now. Um, Me too. A- a- after the match, MSK wins and they they leave. Um, and uh, and uh, Danny got pinned. It's his first match back from 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 being hurt, um, and uh, Pete helps him to his feet, looks over at at Ridge, uh, and gives him a nod, and then Ridge does one of his terrible headbutts to him, and then uh, Oni is like, "What are you doing?" And they beat up Oni, and they beat up Dan, and they beat the hell out of him, uh, and and I just love I fought so hard. I love Pete Dunn, and I'm pretty sure he could murder me with, murder me with his bare hands. But him and the little like um, the loafers with no socks trying to do a little stomp a mud hole in somebody where he's wearing his capri pants with his loafers with no socks. It just doesn't have the same weight to it. Literally, like a pair of wrestling boots would really feel like it would actually yeah, get a good. There's no sound to it. It's just like him. I don't know. But um, I, I appreciate this. Um, it is a slow. It could be told as a slow burn. Um, because Oni and Danny were only part of this thing because Ridge got hurt. Right. Pat McAfee, who is a babyface announcer on, on SmackDown, <laughs> like I want him to show up on NXT next week and cut a heel promo explaining the whole thing and how it was all a big, long con, um, and then show up on, on Friday uh, again and be like babyface uh, announcer Pat McAfee. But um, I, I, they were only in in this group because Ridge got hurt, and I love right. that Pat said, "Well, if I had to find somebody to, to replace Ridge, so why not the guys who injured him?" I paid right. him a bunch of money, and they said, "Sure, we'll come work for you." Which means they were never really part of the group; they were yeah. just mercenaries. And also, I feel like Ridge probably doesn't like them because they're the ones who injured him. So he's got to work with them. And I love that, like, the first time they were proven to be the weak link, Pete Dunn was like, nah, you're done. Get out of here. Um, and I did love him looking at Oni, who's like, why, Pete? Why? And and Pete's just like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm Pete Dunn. I don't care. And then they beat the hell out of Oni. And so one and 2 you're done. Uh, one yeah. and 2 and and screw you you're out. Get, get away. Um, and, and I don't, is this, this is probably a, 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 can you, can you do a double turn where like a, the one group that's a heels, uh, is now baby faces and the heels that turned on the heels are now more heels. 
heels on top of heels. Heels. All the, the heeliest heels that you could ever get. So this does make a lot more sense than, say, Sasha Banks hiring people that can't beat her opponent as her <laughs> women. Uh, I, I appreciate that. It's like, well, if you can't beat them, join them or have them join you. That makes a lot more sense. I think, and I'm not positive about this, isn't Pete Dunn under also just like a contract extension and not a yeah. fully signed we, contract? We don't, we don't know. We know his contract was up at some point. He's apparently going to be on the show next week. So um, okay. maybe they're just like, they extended him for a while. Maybe they're working on a longer extension. This is know. like, this is where real life flux genuinely, I can't tune it out in my head. Like this is with not knowing what the heck is coming down the pike and things like contract extensions that got extended, but even that's coming up. Like this is where I can't set it aside because sincerely he might just not be there one time or someone might just get called up. Like this was hanging over my head the whole episode and it happened again here. Um, so I, it was very hard to stay focused on just the story when there's literally just so much chaos and these were taped. So, you know, none of that played into this No, until now. It's very I, distracting. Yeah. No, I, I, I would love, genuinely love, because sometimes I just root for the chaos. But I would love if next week on NXT... The fatal four-way is now a triple threat, and they never mention Pete Dunn's name again. Oh. He's just gone. Ridge Holland is a solo act. They'll never bring it up. They'll never mention anything. When anybody like asks, "Hey, what what happened to Pete Dunn?" Like, what Pete Dunn? Who's Pete Dunn? Pete Dunn Who's never Pete existed. Dunn? Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn's what, who? Bruiserweight? What? No. What? Guy, guy who wears capri pants and loafers to do a stomp in a mud hole? I've never heard of him. Like it's basically they would turn into the Mariah Carey GIF. I I don't know her. Like that's that's what they that's all of NXT yeah. would become. And I I would love it because because they you know they have no no plans for how to deal with it. No, they have no Absolutely plans not. for it. And and he he dropped to Walter in like one of the most perfect matches you will ever see, and the most unbelievably told story. And they would flat out pretend. And they've been really existed. protecting him. Like he beat Kushida in a yeah. non-title match clean. He, yep. he beat Dragonoff. He beat Dragonoff. Like, like that was like a few weeks ago. He beat Dragonoff, who yeah. like a few weeks later was like proved he was the toughest son of a bitch who's ever <laughs> walked the earth. So, like, I mean, they've really protected him. And and so maybe they're protecting him so they can entice him to stay. But I just want, I just would love. For like, okay, so we're, we're we've we've brought up the new contract. Please show up, uh, Pete Dunn. You're here. Thank you. Here's the contract. Would you please sign it? And he just goes, and he just walks away and he just leaves. Just no, I don't want to do that. I'm gonna go somewhere else. I I, I don't know. And I haven't paid attention to or heard. I don't know any idea of how they're handling NXT UK. Right? They haven't said anything about. I mean, what they, that they, means? they could they could dissolve it tomorrow. They honestly could. Like, what do they care? Like, they they it's just you know they could do the they they could they could release three quarters of them and say the 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 last of them. Do you if you want to if you want to be on a contract you got to come come and live in the states. Here's and what the, I and, just realized. 
They should have not have taped these last three weeks. They should have just filmed Stanford, Connecticut. <laughs> no episodes of NXT. Just film all of the stuff that's distracting me from the stories anyway. Because honestly, it is gripping me. Yeah. I Does NXT UK exist? Who knows? Who's getting called up to the main roster? I don't know. Who has a contract extension? They don't even know anymore. Yeah. Just film Stanford instead of tape yeah. shows. It'll be equally, if not more, entertaining because they just don't know what they're doing. I I need uh, an office parody. Yep. That is the Stanford offices of people yep. who have no idea what spreadsheet to look up to find Adam Cole's uh, contract. Vince would be like, my stapler's in jello. Ha <laughs> ha, put it on TV. <laughs> uh, you would love it. Are you kidding? Nerguru says, shout out to McAfee for that cold tweet on oh, Sunday. That, that was did you see awesome. that? I did, of course. Oh, so funny. Um, uh, yeah, um, Bama255019. Uh, says uh, they sold something from UK. It wasn't NXT UK. Yeah, no, I, I know it was different. Um, but I, I don't know what to expect next week. I know I'll be wearing a tuxedo shirt because there's a wedding. I got to figure out how I'm going to do a wedding and a funeral. I started with a funeral, mm -hmm. so I feel like there's so much pressure when you started with a funeral getup. And then you were a rainbow sequin throw-up mess. And then, now what do I do? I put too much pressure on myself. Yeah, I don't know. This is too much. You got to go to the thrift store. You got you to find a bridal veil. So, I'll do half the show like this, like for the wedding. <laughs> then the other half of the show like this for the funeral. Be very Michael Jackson. Minus oh. Oh, it would be really good. That would be really good. Uh, I, 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 I want to do something rainbow. Like for the, I don't know what I'm, I'm too lazy to actually go through with anything, but like I wanted to do something rainbowy uh, or bright colors. So it's not so dark. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe I'll get like a little, a little, uh, I don't know, a little light or something that shoots rainbow lights or whatever. Confetti um, or something. Confetti. I'll just, yeah. just constantly, I'll be reaching into a bag of confetti and flinging <laughs> it up in the air through the entire show like this. Um, uh, Joy Bag of Donuts asked, why, why don't I have to wear Bianca's gear? I have no idea what this is in reference to. Okay, this was in reference to, on Friday, on SmackDown, Bianca came out in this stunning gear. She's so beautiful. She and she looks like a star. It was like all gemstones. And I said, tune into the SmackDown post show where Robert D. Felice will be wearing Bianca's gear. He did not wear Bianca's gear, much to my dismay. Robert, but he did sing LFO with me, so you know it's a toss-up. That's bad. Um, <laughs> that's good. Uh the answer is because Bianca is not on no. NXT. No. Um, we could get you in the 5,000 year old zombie Ooh, dragon that'd be good. Getup, yeah, that'd that'd be, be, that, that might would be, be good. that would be really good. Uh yeah. Uh <laughs> Maybe maybe I'll cosplay as uh, one half of Caucasians of pain, but anyway, uh, that was that was NXT, uh, and also a half hour of us just shooting the shit about anything but NXT. <laughs> that um, that was NXT in so many ways. That was that was NXT. NXT. Um, and we'll see what NXT is going forward next week. 
Um, and uh, yeah, oh, but I agree with you, man. Just if it, if it's gonna if it's gonna become the game show, do it, do it right, do it at the beginning. Do, don't don't keep me yeah. hanging on. Rip the bandaid right off. Yeah. Let's do it. Give um, us the incest storyline. Yeah. Uh, last chat of the night. Nerd Guru says uh, Steen and Kingston need to promo each other. Uh, can we get can we get that? Please. Um, yeah, I would love it. Um, so anyway, uh, you can uh, follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Um, I, I, I'm going to be doing uh, the Raw show for Five Five Selects, uh, Raw Sour Graps show. Um, uh, st st stuff happened last night. Like there was a, there's a, it, most of the match, most of the night was, was technically one match. It was just like ha the first half of the match was at the beginning, and the second half of the match was at the end. And we we got by the, by the end of the night, we were right back where we started at the beginning of last week. So good, great. I'm glad we did all of that. Um, plus, Jeff Hardy is basically Drew Drew Gulak now. So maybe we're going to do a funeral for Jeff Hardy on on that on the on the on the, on the sour grab show. Um, hey, Kate. <laughs> Hey, why, why, don't, why, don't, why don't you tell them where they can follow you? Hey, you guys can follow me at Kate on deck. I see I have all the shows that I'm going to be on in a little graphic pinned pin to the top of it. But the Mark Order podcast tomorrow right after Dynamite, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about at Mark Order Pod. I'm also joining Sean Rossap on Fridays for the AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show as well. So please tune into both of those things. Please leave a thumbs up on your way out. And please go subscribe to Fightful Select. We're holy crap. It's real fun to follow that the WWE doesn't know when their own contracts end. Sean knows. They don't know. They have no idea. Oh, well, we'll see you next week for more of this crazy stuff. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.